0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak from Monday, September 27th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Pelosi promises infrastructure vote this week. Grassley running again. USDA establishes ASF protection zone. Speaker Pelosi pledges infrastructure vote this week. It is a huge week ahead on Capitol Hill. Congress must act to keep the government from shutting down when the new fiscal year begins on Friday. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California says the House also will pass the Senate's bipartisan infrastructure bill and act on a budget reconciliation measure that's needed to enact President Biden's climate policy and domestic spending priorities. Democratic leaders plan to bring the infrastructure bill to the House floor today. But Pelosi told ABC News yesterday the House vote could still come later in the week. She also conceded that the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill uh, that the House Budget Committee approved on Saturday is likely to be scaled back. That seems self-evident, she said. Key Senate Democrats have refused to support a $3.5 trillion bill. For more on this week's D.C. agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead at AgriPulse.com. Grassley eyes another six years. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa has made it official. He's running for another term in the Senate. Grassley, who turned 88 earlier this month, was first elected in 1980. Only Pat Leahy, the Vermont Democrat, who was elected in 1974, has been in the Senate longer. As a farmer, I live life by simple code. You keep working until the job is done, Grassley said in a statement to supporters. When you look at Washington today, you can see there is a lot of work to do. Former Representative Abby Finkenauer, who's running for Iowa's Democratic nomination, issued a statement calling Grassley, quote, just another coastal elite who's out of touch with Iowans. Take note, Grassley has long been one of the most accessible senators to the news media. He holds a conference call with reporters on ag policy nearly every week of the year. USDA takes next step to shield the U.S. from ASF. USDA has informed the World Organization for Animal Health, or the OIE, of measures it's taking to protect the U.S. mainland from African swine fever and a new protection zone in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. ASF, the infectious and fatal swine disease, has been detected in the Dominican Republic in Haiti, but not in the nearby US territories afa suspended imports of pork and pork products from the territories on september 17 afa said now that it has submitted the report establishing the protection zone it will quote work to confirm that individual countries recognize and accept the zone afa is confident that Its many existing preventative measures and mitigations will protect our livestock industry from ASF and ensure the continued export of pork. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Lighthizer joins new pro-Trump policy group. Former U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is joining the other high-ranking alumni from the Trump administration at the recently formed research group America's First Policy Institute. Lighthizer helped former President Donald Trump wage a trade war against China that resulted in Chinese tariffs on U.S. farm commodities and massive U.S. subsidies to make up for the losses. Lighthizer also led the talks that resulted in the Phase One trade agreement under which China has temporarily put many of those tariffs on hold. Lighthizer, in a statement Friday, highlighted his former role as USTR, in confronting china and renegotiating the north american free trade agreement at afpi i hope to continue to advance this new paradigm and continue to be transformative policies we championed during the trump administration he said conservation practices could boost farmer corn receipts from ethanol plant farmers who sell corn to dakota ethanol in south dakota could get a four-cent-per-bushel premium for their corn if they use certain conservation practices. That's according to the American Coalition for Ethanol. We're kind of hoping for that through the marketplace, but we'll have to see how that plays out. ACE CEO Brian Jennings told AgriPulse that after USDA announced ACE and its partners would get $7.5 million in Regional Conservation Partnership Program grants to promote no-till and other soil health practices near the farmer-owned plant in Wentworth, South Dakota. The Natural Resources Conservation Service announced 15 grants totaling $75 million on Friday. Jennings noted the calculations are based on prevailing carbon credit prices in California. Project partners, including South Dakota corn growers, will incentivize climate smart practices, quantify, verify, and model the resulting soil health benefits, and use this data to secure participating farmers' access to low-carbon fuels markets. That according to a USDA summary. Paraquat lawsuit filed in federal appeals court. A new lawsuit challenges the EPA's recent reapproval of paraquat herbicide that is the subject of numerous personal injury lawsuits across the nation. The herbicide is banned in 32 countries, including member states of the European Union. The Center for Biological Diversity and other groups said in filing the lawsuit in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. They claim scientific studies strongly link exposure to Paraquat to neurological harm, including Parkinson's disease. In reapproving it for use in August, EPA said, after a thorough review of the best available science, EPA has not found a clear link between Paraquat exposure from labeled users and adverse health outcomes such as Parkinson's disease and cancer. Paraquat registrant Syngenta says the company has invested hundreds of millions of dollars in improving product formulations and safening methods for use of Paraquat, which involve no direct human contact. Here's today's She Said It. We got stuck with some stupid arbitrary deadline of September 27th, which is no different than October 3rd or October 10th. That Representative Pramila Jayapal of Washington State complaining to reporters on Friday about the deal to put the bipartisan infrastructure bill on the House floor by today. Jayapal and other progressives are refusing to support the legislation until they are satisfied that a larger budget reconciliation measure is going to pass the Senate. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, September 27th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.